Hey everyone! So just to warn you, in today's show there are gonna be uh, a lot of bad words. So uh, just uh, be ready for it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, both in Spanish and in English. <laughs> Sanasi, I can't believe Alfaro punched you the other day. I know. He's probably just jealous because I got a new contract. This show is crazy. You got suspended for a week. Now Alfaro. I hope I'm not next. Uh, I mean, you do know these are just sketches and nothing that we say actually happened, right? I mean, Alfaro just is just on work trip. He went to Austin what? the other day. Wiltivo, <sighs> just 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 hit the music, man, or else I'm gonna punch you for real. <laughs> Welcome to your favorite basketball podcast, The Goats. I am Diego Sanasi, and uh, this would be Alfaro's part, and I am Diego Alfaro. Welcome to the podcast for all those fans, the ones that want to be fans, and the ones that don't fan for basketball and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Diego Alfaro. <laughs> yeah, and this show is hosted by Diego Sanasi and Diego Alfaro, which is, he's clearly here. Um, and together they are the yes. greatest Diegos of all time. <laughs> yes, and we are. Alfaro usually says, with us always, Basquetevo. And, and that's me. On today's episode, we will discuss Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, Draymond Green punching a teammate, and the Redeem Team documentary. And as always, our Goats of the Week. So start the clock. Yes. Okay, so for the first story this week, uh, Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, the predicted number one and number two picks for next year's draft, uh, played against each other in a game that was really intense, really cool. It was probably, for those two guys, like one of the best games they've ever played. And there's a lot to talk about, um, especially Victor's name. <laughs> especially, no, especially both of their names, because, I mean, Victor Wembanyama, uh, that, that is, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's like another, we were just getting used to Antetokounmpo, and then it's like, oh, shit, now I got to learn how to pronounce another one, which is okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I am in the, in the compl complicated last names uh, club, so mm -hmm. I know what it feels like when people mess up your last name. Mm -hmm. every single time but we should also talk about scoot henderson you know because <laughs> that's like a, a a villain from an adam sander movie you know like like shooter yeah. mcgavin it's like <laughs> oh here comes scoot henderson and hey hey dang it hey here i am oh it's like a 50s villain i i, I love it i, I, I feel I like it. uh he could also be a, a boston celtics player from like the 60s and be of one course, of those yeah. guys who yeah. did a lot of cocaine and, and had short shorts um exactly his numbers were tired he's like <laughs> it's like one of those uh movies like oh dad i wish i could be as good as scoot henderson someday <laughs> you can be a little johnny just trust your instinct and here smoke this Marlboro, you know? Is his <laughs> name actually Scoot or is it like Scooter I would or something? <laughs> Scootish. Wish you hey. There, oh, there's... wow. His name is Whoa. Sterling. Sterling okay. Scoot Henderson. 
Oh, so we have our, okay, okay, all right. So we have Sterling Scoot, and he decided to go with Scoot. <laughs> I also think Sterling is the best of those two options. Yes, like... <laughs> yes, I, I would also go with Sterling instead of Scoot. <laughs> um, so for you guys out there who have no idea who, I'm just going to call him Wemby from now on because uh, I, or, or Victor, I think, because I think yeah. that's easier. Um, these two guys are the, the top prospects for the next draft. Every single NBA team now is going crazy for these guys. There's going to be a lot of tanking. Uh, and just to give you a couple of stats, uh, Victor Wembayama is seven foot five, which I can actually say on this show because <laughs> yeah, this you is can in finally English. use your goddamn inches. <laughs> So, but in in meters, it's two meters, two point two meters. So this guy is a fucking—he's so tall. Um, but he plays—he plays similarly to Kevin Durant, but he's also really good, like go, getting to the rim. Uh, he's really good dribbling. He does a lot of things that normally big men wouldn't be able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so in this game, he played for a team from France, which is where he's from, called the Metropolitans '92. And they played against uh, Ignite, which is where Mr. Scoot plays. Um, <laughs> it, it was a really good game. Ignite won 122 to 115, but Victor scored 37 points, 11 from 20, with five blocks. So Ouch. If, if you didn't watch the game and, and just watch the box score, you can clearly see that th this guy is all over the floor. He can defend. He, can, he has a lot of offense. Um... He's, I would say, the most hype prospect since LeBron James. Like, yes. no doubt about it. Um, and it seems like teams, obviously, like the Spurs, uh, maybe the Thunder, maybe the Hornets, will be doing everything possible to tank to get any one of these two guys. Uh, because Scoot also seems like a really good player. Uh, he could definitely, definitely be a number one. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what what happens i guess um, I, i would love I, i would love and slash hate for the spurs to get him to get uh wemby because yeah it's like you have one of the most historical franchises ever who had the best luck ever once it was like oh we had a bad season okay here's tim duncan <laughs> <laughs> no you know you just scored the <laughs> the best power forward in an nba history mm -hmm. and for them to do this again like oh we had a couple of rough years okay here's victor Wimbayam. it's like oh, wow that would I, be i saw incredible. some conspiracy theories that that's probably gonna happen like because of the lottery in theory it's impossible to just tank and get the number one pick And yes, there's no yeah. way to manipulate anything. For those of you who are listening, we're doing yeah. air quotes. So, yeah, <laughs> so much, way. so much air quoting right now. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, they're going to give the number one pick to the Spurs. Like, whatever happens, especially between the teams that are most likely to be the worst teams in the league, like the Spurs, mm -hmm. the Thunder, the Hornets, uh, maybe the Pistons, maybe the, Jazz. the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers. If Maybe the, the Lakers, Lakers get yeah. Victor Wembanyama, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave the show. <laughs> Diego's just done. Um, but yeah, between all of those teams, like the Spurs are a really respected franchise. They have Popovich, obviously, who's one of the most respected coaches. Tim Duncan is still there, so people are saying like, yeah, they're just gonna give it to the Spurs so they can, they can start being good again because. 
they're gonna have a rough year. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen him play is like really amazing because you see like uh, a taller Kevin Durant with like uh, mm -hmm. Rudy Gobert's capacities uh, abilities inside the paint. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, not to mention he beat. Uh, Rudy Gobert on a one-on-one -on -one about two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And he's taller than Rudy. Uh, this, is this is incredible. I mean, uh, the hype is always the hype, and you cannot believe it until you see them playing right mm -hmm. against real NBA players. But this is one of those, like, freakish uh, uh, physical shapes and specimens that you <laughs> rarely see. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like Shaq. When you saw Shaq, you mm -hmm. saw, how is a guy this big? capable of moving this fast yeah. that shouldn't be possible he's yeah. you know he's a one-of-one one. and when we when we when we is starting to look <laughs> like a one-on-one -on -one, plus he's not as skinny as home green exactly he's he's building up muscle so so if everything turns out right for this guy i would be happy to see him uh wreck the league but we're, we're gonna talk about this a little bit in the next block but i think it's really mm -hmm. exciting to see the new players and to have this same thing that happened with uh, Kobe Bryant and then uh, LeBron, Wade and Carmelo, just to, to, to give you like an un adelanto, as we say in Spanish. Um, <laughs> a little spoiler. Uh -huh. oh, no, and and a, a, now a, a, a sneak peek. Sorry, a sneak peek. A, a sneak like, peek. LeBron yeah. is clearly in, in, in the end of his career. Uh, there's Janis. There are a lot of players. But there's this new generation that's coming up, and it's coming up really fast. Um, this guy was born in 2004. How old does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, pretty old. Pretty old. <laughs> but but uh, still, the, the, the one single fact that's made me feel the oldest in my life was uh, when Vince Carter retired. <laughs> uh, I was officially older than all the NBA. Mm. So, so that 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 was that was my my bummer moment. I'm old moment. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, what happened last week with these two guys. Definitely keep an eye on them. Uh, yes. They're obviously gonna keep playing some games uh, for exhibition. And since Scoot is on Ignite, he's gonna be playing a lot uh, in the G League. Uh, and yeah, let's let's see what happens. Let's see who wins. The Victor Wembayamba Lottery. I hope I'm saying his name right. It seems like one of those names that nobody says right, like Tua Tagovailoa. Like, uh, yeah. No one actually says it right. <laughs> um, something that also happened last week, which, which was extremely weird, was Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face. <laughs> And it was like a, it was a punch punch, you know. It wasn't it was like a, a it wasn't a scuffle and a slap. It was yeah. a punch punch. Mm -hmm. So 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 it was really weird. It was out of nowhere. It's like preseason, you reigning NBA champions. What what the fuck, Draymond Green? Yeah. I was I was really surprised in a bad way. Uh, I mean, it was like this meme, like disappointed but not surprised. I would <laughs> actually say because it is Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. So you would say that he he doesn't look like a well-balanced individual. He, he looks like he goes to zero to 100 in any yeah. circumstance whatsoever. And this was, was, this was one of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it's weird. I've read a, a couple of things, but it doesn't seem to like go to the bottom of this. It was just like uh, uh, Jordan Poole was like being like bragging about his new contract and his new money and Draymond Green decided to punch him. 
<laughs> like what? Yeah, there's definitely Why? something that happened in between. Uh-huh. Like it's not like, oh yeah, you know how it is, and then he punches him. I, I exactly. don't think that's what really happened. But hey, beers are on me, bam! <laughs> because now I have a new contract, bam! <laughs> the the thing that's really interesting to me is um, obviously this has happened before in many other teams with many other yeah. players. But we just don't get to hear about it, and we obviously don't see it. But there's mm-hmm. actually a video that TMZ obviously leaked, yes. um, where you can that, yeah. that person's gonna get so fired. <laughs> the one who leaked the video is gonna get so fired. Like there's an actual video of everything that happened. Like TMZ has a pretty good breakdown of what each person said, um, and that's something that hasn't really happened, at least in my memory. Um, the only other example that I I remember maybe you know another one was when Jordan supposedly punched uh, Kerr during a practice as well, and there's always like yeah. this this uh, narrative. Wait, wait. Hold on, because this this is uh, <laughs> this could like really uh, your your example could be like this could be Jordan Poole punching. Steve Kerr as a ah, coach. Ah, claro. He's also the coach uh, of the team. No, no, no. Yeah, Michael so, Jordan. So you, you, you have to specify <laughs> that one because I, I got confused for a second. Like, hold up. When did Jordan Poole punch Steve Kerr? And it's like, oh, no, the other Jordan and when were there when, in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. The Michael Jordan MJ. I'm going to say the name a lot just to, you know. Yeah, the, 20%. The Woo! <laughs> uh, but that obviously that, that incident never had a video. And they've actually always denied that that happened. Mm-hmm. I, I think it probably did happen. But since there's no video, you can just be like, oh, no, no, it was okay. We just, we fought a little, but there was no punches. But yeah. now, like, no one can say anything. <laughs> yeah, this is clear as water. You, you can see, like, and you can see, like, Draymond, like, putting all of his body into the punch, <laughs> which, which to me, it means, like, it's a... It's a hate, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so, it, there's hate brewing inside of him. Mm-hmm. He's really angry. It's not like just a, a oh, you said what punch? No, there. This was really something personal, I think, for Dreamers. I I have no fucking clue, mm-hmm. but it was just like those things that you don't regularly see on yeah, the no. on NBA teams. It's but as and like you said, especially not on teams that just won the championship. It's exactly, like dude, like relax, enjoy your tr- your championship mm-hmm. run. Yeah, and um, just by the time we're recording this and you guys are seeing this, the updates uh-huh. are that uh, Draymond Green is stepping away from the team for a couple of days, clearly to like calm down and <laughs> reassess. He apologized. He seemed sincere and whatever, but like, I don't know. Uh, but, I think it, I loved. It. I think it was Trey Young who tweeted, "Oh, Draymond's doing everything he can to he can to he can." Ah! Sorry, I forgot my English. Draymond <laughs> is doing everything he can to get to LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that that was fun, but it wouldn't be fun if he actually goes to the <laughs> Lakers. That wouldn't be fun. And apparently the Warriors are obviously going to punish him. They still haven't said what the punishment is going to be, if it's going to be a uh, game suspension, if it's just going to be money. But the Warriors have to get their shit together because if the chemistry of yes. this team isn't 100%, then they're... I don't know. They're going to have a rough time. And Poole is going to get a new contract, uh, whatever yes. happens after this year. So, so yeah. yeah and, 
And the thing is, they've been with what we've seen throughout the years is that everything, everyone keeps blabbing about. Oh, Draymond Green is the heart of the team. They cannot win without without Draymond, and and mm -hmm. that actually is true. We've seen that. You know, the 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 Cavs comeback came with uh, Green being suspended in 2016 and everything. Mm -hmm. And he really is like the glue and the and the motor behind the engine behind this team. But this really changes everything. It's like, this is your anchor, bro. Mm -hmm. But all right. I mean, yeah. we'll see. It's like, it's like, it's like Zidane headbutting. <laughs> and uh, before we get any more violent uh, on this show, uh, we'll go to a quick break and we'll be back with our great and super professional review <laughs> of the Redeem Team documentary. Uh, so, uh, Net, uh, this past week, uh, Netflix just released a documentary on the famous USA Redeem Team, mm -hmm. which for those of you who, who don't know or haven't seen the documentary, it's basically a the USA basketball team that had to get it shed together and bring back the gold to the US because they had just... Uh, they, they The... Previous Olympics, the ones in Athens, 2004, it was the first time ever that a team made up of professional NBA basketball players in the Olympics not only lost a game, but didn't win the gold. So this, you know, it, it, it took everyone by surprise as, as serious as, as you people in the U.S. take basketball, uh, it started getting out of hand. And they decided to revamp and change the program instead of just like putting it like a, a, a last minute puzzle, like, hey, these are very good players. Go win the gold. They started doing what international teams do, like his, which is a four-year program where you, you got the same guys playing together for years. So they get to the Olympics that they know what's going on and, and who's who's with them mm -hmm. and they did that in in the four years between 2004 and 2008 and that's what the documentary is about <laughs> if you haven't I, watched it um yeah i guess go and watch it now before listening to this yeah because of course we're gonna do a bunch of spoilers mm -hmm. uh i'm also i mean Th these are spoilers of historic events, so yeah. <laughs> this, is, this really happened. So, so, so it's not that of a spoiler, yeah. but but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go into it. I I really enjoyed it. I like how um, they give you a lot of context without it being extremely long and extremely boring, because mm -hmm. like to explain what Sanasi just explained in a very good way you actually have to be like yeah so in 1967 whatever then olympics yeah. in whatever and uh, they won a lot and there's like a lot of things that actually happened that lead up to the redeem team um mm -hmm. they do it really quickly and they have interviews with everyone that's that's also what i thought was really impressive like uh i think Dwayne wade and lebron james are actually producers so it makes sense Um, yeah, that, that that was kind of obvious. You know, was kind of like, <laughs> all right, okay, you want you want to talk? Go ahead, talk. But then there, we also have uh, Carmelo Anthony, Coach K, uh, Carlos Boozer. For some reason, is like one of the main yeah. characters, and I I found that really funny because I didn't even remember. 
<laughs> he played for the Bulls. Bulls, right? He played for the Bulls. He played for the Jazz. But most importantly, he played for Coach K in Duke. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Also, as a, as a document, the documentary points out, uh, not everyone wanted to go to play for the U.S. Olympic mm -hmm. team. So when you have like uh, Boozer was, I believe, a power forward. So uh, if you you have to like start eliminating the ones that don't, I, I do not believe that Carlos Boozer was like the first option. Mm -hmm. But since everyone like passed out, I I, I I I would say it was a good option, but maybe like third or fourth option. Yeah, interesting. And um, so. Obviously, I kind of remembered this because I kind of remember the 2008 Olympics, mm -hmm. but I was also like 11. So <laughs> I remember no details. Um, I, I I got really excited because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but thanks to the Redeem team, the Heat actually were able to get Wade, LeBron, and Bosch because of the chemistry they formed during the four years they played together. Um I I I I do not have that information, but uh, it doesn't seem like far fetched. You know, it's like it's 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 a great four years to do tampering without actually doing tampering. So. <laughs> And you can actually see during the documentary, like um, obviously one of the most important things to to a team is the chemistry, and and mm -hmm. and these are all. I mean, most of them are like really big stars. They're the stars of their respective teams. Um, And as my mom pointed out, pointed out really, really well when we were watching the documentary, <laughs> the the previous team failed because they were all just they had huge egos. They just thought they were going to win because they were from the U.S. There was, like you said, there was no chemistry. It wasn't really a team, um, and uh -huh. so it was really interesting to see how, especially Coach K, worked to get these guys like into a mentality of we're a team. We're doing this for our country, like. Shut the fuck up, Dude, you, basically. I I can't imagine how hard that was for Coach K. <laughs> I mean, he is Coach K, I'll give him that. But mm -hmm. you have like the biggest names, the biggest names in basketball, and you're a college coach, mm -hmm. and you have to like really get them into the mindset and get them to understand the importance of this and get them to like, as they said, not not forget their egos. But mm. bring their egos here and and do like an an ego umbrella, you know, as he points <laughs> that he puts it up, which is great. But my hats off to Coach K. I mean, mm -hmm. I hate him because I'm a, I am a UNC guy, <laughs> but but yeah, you, you you cannot deny the mm -hmm. the genius behind his plan. And, and also that the the thing I didn't know was that he was recommended by Dean Smith, mm -hmm. who at the time was UNC's coach. Mm -hmm. So and also very... Mike D'Antoni was was an assistant there. He he looked really yes. funny with his his mustache. But uh, some of you may know Mike D'Antoni as being coach of the Nets for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, so for people who are still listening to this and haven't seen the documentary and know nothing about history, <laughs> I'm going to name the players that played for this team. Uh, it was right. Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, LeBron James. Darren Williams, Michael Red, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshaun Prince, and Carmelo Anthony. There's obviously a couple of names who aren't that big. I mean, they were probably good role players. Mm -hmm. But if you like, 
when I was little, if I thought about a team with Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Ball, and Carmelo, nah, that's crazy. insane. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when, there's a part when LeBron says, if you have Dwayne Wade coming off the bench, yeah. <laughs> it's like you have the best team ever. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it was it was crazy, the amount of talent. And, and of course, me being a Laker fan, I loved the, the Kobe side of all of it, mm -hmm. you know, because... The uh, w one journalist says that this was the beginning of the second chapter of Kobe Bryant's career, which I do believe is true. Mm -hmm. uh, but to see like this Kobe Bryant that people either love or hate because he was at that point of his, of his of his career, he was alone in the Lakers. He was doing everything by himself. He he had demanded the trade. He had all this controversy around him, and he really said, "All right, um, they need me," and. I want to do this. I want to, I, I want to bring back gold to the US. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. And and he did that all by example, which is great. He he didn't go in there and say, okay, you motherfuckers, this is me and this is how we're gonna do shit. No. He was just like he would wake up at 5:30, 4:30 in the morning, mm -hmm. and the rest of the team would see him and why why are you up? What what there would be <laughs> they would be coming back from, from the club and he would be going to the gym. And that started to set the tone. Mm -hmm as to the others to like really buy into this. All right, we have to play the, we, we have to play like before we were stars. We have to play with that heart, with that hunger. And, and that was for me really incredible. It was also heartbreaking once again to see him. Every time I see like new footage of Kobe that I hadn't seen, it's, it's really sad. And they, of course, they twist the knife when they put all these scenes with, with Vanessa and with Gigi. Yeah. But, but you, you cannot deny that I don't know. I, I do think they would have won the gold without Kobe, but I don't believe it would have been as important as it is mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, definitely. It's it's interesting also the angle of um, they didn't only lose because they had no chemistry, but they started losing because everyone else started getting really good. Uh, they mm -hmm. have a... There's a sequence where you see like Dirk Nowitzki in, in the Germany uniform and you start seeing like stars from every everywhere um other teams there's obviously argentina and spain which are really important during that time and are still really big um yeah basketball teams obviously um and and it's something that like i think we take for granted like right now it's very normal to say yeah uh FIBA is a different sport it, it has a lot of different rules the ball is different the size are different the refs are different whatever mm -hmm. and that gives a huge advantage to to European and international teams uh, but it started like it was really recent like 2004 2003 maybe um, and when you compare it to the NBA right now where most of the top players aren't from the US and are actually international like Janis and, mm -hmm. and Luca um Wemby, <laughs> now in the mm. future, it, it gives you this perspective of yeah, like basketball is not now not just a a game from the U.S. It's actually something that's really big all around the world. Yeah, I I I really did love uh, that part about Kobe saying that watching the U.S. lose, it was like really great in terms of basketball, and you know there's it's great to see us lose because we know that the game has evolved and has grown mm -hmm. throughout the world, mm -hmm. but we want the gold back. Yeah. So, all right, we, we need to put, to uh, make a statement again and saying, mm -hmm. in, in showing the world that we're the best out there. 
and it's, that was incredible. It's changed again. Like that. That's a funny thing. Like they they talk a lot about. Uh, it's really not that in depth in like the basketball side of things, but they talk a lot mm -hmm. about the high pick and roll, which was something yeah. that was really common during that time. Like no one does that anymore. <laughs> no, the, the game is super different. Um, so I think it's also it really also applies to right now. Like I don't know, next Olympics, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, but now with the the three and um, with the the changes that basically the Warriors did to, to the league. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's really interesting to be able to see how a sport that like we feel is just the same way it's been, like how it actually has changed. Um, yeah. And obviously I loved seeing Dwayne Wade there. <laughs> it made me very yeah. happy. And since he's a producer, he got like so many great scenes <laughs> that he was obviously like, we have to put this in here. We have to put this in here. Yeah. Because, Not that he wasn't important for the team, but they made him seem like thanks to him they won that final game um, because he was injured and he was coming up the bench and whatever. It was really good, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was a lot of weight mm -hmm. in, in in the documentary, but it was good. I mean, uh, it, I didn't it didn't get to a part which was like, oh, okay, enough of the big three of the Heat. Come on. Yeah. I think it was well balanced. I do believe, like, I don't, I don't know if Michael Red or Deron Williams are, are like, hey, <laughs> why wasn't I invited? I had some stuff to say, but but sorry, I'm sorry for, for yeah. both of you. Um, but it's a, it's a good, it's a really good documentary. I, I I really enjoyed watching it. I love the 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 Kobe versus Gasol thing. Mm-hmm. That was incredible, man! Incre the, the the reaction of everyone after he just like runs through him, and the the part that I really liked was that when they spoiler alert finally win the gold medal, <laughs> you see them celebrating, like I do believe no U.S. team before them, yeah, because before them. The gold was like like uh, taking for taking. I I don't want to say take taking taken for granted, but expected. It was expected, yeah. So you would win the gold, and you were like, hey, hey, woo, we won the gold. Maybe a few hugs, high fives, and throughout the documentary, you see that each team that beats the U.S. and eventually wins the gold, they celebrate like little kids winning the game. Mm -hmm. You know, like hugging, jumping in in in, in mid court, and that's exactly how the U.S celebrates after they win the gold mm -hmm. in, in 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 Beijing which is awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of storylines that obviously don't get that uh, that much time like for example when Puerto Rico beats the US which mm -hmm. is a really 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 uh historic game in many aspects. Uh there's also the Argentine the Argentinian team who who won the gold medal four years before, the Spain team which <laughs> it was pretty funny to see like Oh, Ricky Rubio, <laughs> he's yeah. still there and he still plays for Spain. Um, <laughs> yeah, remember, Ricky Rubio was like Luca before Luca. He started playing yeah. for the national team where he was like 14 years old or something. It was crazy. Um, there, there's also, there, there's also I don't remember the name right now, and I don't know if it's in the US, you know, like because streaming services have different catalogs. Mm -hmm. But in Prime Video, there is a documentary series about the Spain, the Spanish national team, mm. which I do uh, recommend because it leads up to this point. And you see 
this game being uh, being told from the other point of view, ah, which cool. is really cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so that's our so, <laughs> very professional review of the exactly. Redeem Team documentary. If we, you haven't watched it, go watch it. We're the review team. <laughs> <laughs> um, go watch it and also uh, tweet to us and leave us in the comments what other movies and, and series you, you want us to, to watch and talk about. Um, yeah, sure. Obviously, Alfaro and Tanasi have watched many of them and they know way more about things that happened in the 80s and 90s than I do because I wasn't alive. Um, yeah. But we really like fault. watching documentaries and it's also a really good way to <laughs> to actually make a show. <laughs> so please uh, let us know. And yeah, we'll be right back with our Goats of the Week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's now time for our Goats of the Week, where each one of us chooses one person, thing, sneaker, or event that caught our attention and, for better or for worse, has earned the title of Goat of the Week. Um, Sanasi, what's what's yours? All right, my Goat of the Week is... I, I want to try to to phrase this right, because it's it, there's a lot of words here. <laughs> it's Draymond Green's post... NBA career, boxing career. Because he he showed us he can throw a punch. Yep. And this is going to be used for a lot of time and I do believe that he when he retires some some streamer or on Twitch on or some YouTuber is going to call him out to fight and he's going to say yes, he's going to be like a new Nate Robinson out there. I just hope <laughs> he doesn't get knocked out like Nate did. But I I I do see a, a, a an amateur bo boxing fight involving mm -hmm. Draymond Green in the near, in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait to. <laughs> I can't wait to not see those fights, but then see on exactly. Twitter what actually happened. <laughs> Just to see the highlights on Instagram. That's all I want to see. Yeah. Cool. Who's your um, goat? Though? My goat of the week. I think it's the first goat of the week that's not a positive one. Um, okay. I was I, I looked back at the other episodes. I think we've only had good ones. So this show is gonna end on a on a table ranting note, but I think it's important. Ooh. Um I don't know if this applies to the US, but I think uh -huh. it does. Um in Mexico we if we wanna watch basketball, we have to use the NBA League Pass app. <laughs> I, th I thought you were going to day <laughs> daylight savings time and no, I was no. like, wow. <laughs> Whoa, are we really going there? But all right, all right, all right. So the NBA League Pass is is an app, a streaming service where you can watch every single game. Um, mm -hmm. And they changed it. And they changed it. They made it so bad. Um, so the first time you open the app now, you have to do every single thing again. So you have to choose your favorite team again. You have to log <sighs> in like two times. You, ha you have to activate the notifications, the whole thing. Then you get into the app and it's like, oh, cool. It's now black. It used to be white. It's now black. It's modern. Whatever. Um, but it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it doesn't Whoa. work. Um, if you try to do airplay to another device, it like starts the video from the beginning. So you have to skip through manually. Um, and also, this is a very specific complaint. But um, I used to use the NBA app in my Xbox because that's the way I used to watch it on the TV. Uh -huh. And now it doesn't work. So uh, apparently I I assume they have to update the app 
the games show up, the times show up, it's correct. But if you click any game, it says, this game hasn't started. Please try again later. Even if the game is like happening during that time. Uh, so I haven't been able to watch any of the preseason games. And and I would assume the NBA would fix this before the season starts. But they also that, have like a week. Yeah, that would be like my point right now. It's like the, the NBA engineers are just going like, dude, it's preseason. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's preseason. Nobody cares. So 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 yeah. I, I would I, I I haven't opened the app since uh last year's finals. So uh Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I I mean for a for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I I, I would uh, expect them to fix it by the beginning of the they game, should the have it fixed at least decision. for the heat's first game if not they're we're gonna have a problem <laughs> but it's it's no but they they don't care about the heat don't they don't care about me as well <laughs> or about the yeah. show um but yeah it's it's sad to see like the nfl game pass app always works it works really good um during the preseason Ooh, it has that. zero Oof, problems oh. and then you see the Ooh, nba so which has 85 games a season. <laughs> It's like, if you 80, can't get 80, this right 82. now. 82. Ah, 82, 82. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my goat of the week. Um, let's start this week angry and, <laughs> and pissed off. Please fix it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, NBA. <laughs> I, 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 I like you. Uh, don't Tebo doesn't speak for the both of us. Yeah. Alfaro so, isn't here so, as well, so... No, I thought it would be like shitting on, on, on everything as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep things professional so the NBA hires us yeah. someday. So. Please hire us. <laughs> so just fix the goddamn app, please. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Remember to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review uh, on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to continue growing and reach new people. I'm Basquetebo. And I'm Diego Sanasi. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm Diego Alfaro. <laughs> Remember Thank to you. drink water and go to therapy. And, uh, and buy a bidet. And buy a bidet. They're, they're super rad. A bidet. Yeah, they get married with your bidet. <laughs> Have sex with your bidet. <laughs> they're fucking sick, bro. Diego is produced by Esteban Hernandez. Executive produced by Carlos Arenado. And mixed and engineered by Alex De Winter. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.